Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue with learning the Pirkei Avot, the Ethics of the Fathers, with Chapter 2, Mishnah 17, where Rabbi Yosef says, Let your fellow's money be as dear to you as your own. Apply yourself to Torah study, study for it is not yours by inheritance. And let all your deeds be for the sake of heaven. So, uh, according to the Maharal of Prague, people live in three dimensions, three different dimensions. We live in a social dimension, in a personal uh, dimension, and a spiritual relationship. This Mishnah provides guidance for improvement in all these three areas. So, let your fellow's money or possessions be as dear to you as your own is connected to the social dimension. And uh, it's talking about the concern about other people's possessions. And we know that we take very much care of our own possessions. We love them, we take care of them. If something is damaged, it hurts us. And Talmud Sota says that a person feels a special attachment to his property and that, uh, and that we should learn to feel for other people's property or money as we feel for our own because when we appreciate what we have and we appreciate what, what it takes to have it, then we should not be negligent in understanding that for another person to be able to have what they have, they also put effort in having what they have. They also went and chose it. You know, I remember sometimes you invite people to your home for, for Shabbat meals and they come with little kids and the kids are jumping on their sofas and they're ruining your furniture and the parents are looking at the sky, they're not looking, they don't care. You know what? That's lack of uh, appreciation for someone else's possessions. Uh, you wouldn't allow your kids to be doing this in your own home. So why would you allow it to be uh, done in someone else's home or in a restaurant or anywhere they are? They, you should teach your kids to be um, to be respectful toward other people's possession and to make them think. Like if your friend would come home and he would be jumping on your bed or he would be ruining your toy, how would you feel? And by uh, giving them this appreciation, this, uh, this conscience that they're aware of, this awareness, they're going to be more respectful towards other people. The, the Talmud also says that, the, that there's three things that uh, that we that a person finds special favor in one favor it means hey grace in a person's eyes one is a wife to her to his husband to her husband a hometown to its inhabitants and a purchased item to the purchaser so we know when a person buys something it, he had to work for that money he's giving it for something else he goes, he's buying a new furniture for his home. He went to 20 different places till he found the furniture he liked. It's not something that he goes and does random. So they take, a person takes special care in what he purchases. So one must realize that just as our own possessions are precious to us, to us in our eyes, so too are our fellows in his. So when we keep this in mind, we're gonna be uh, much more aware, more uh, respectful towards other people. Then he says, apply yourself to, Torah to, to study Torah for it's not yours by inheritance. 
And what it means, uh, this advice is really, it strengthens our relationship in a personal way with God. And what it means is that the Torah, above all that elevates a person from a physical creature to a spiritual intellectual being. What the, what the Torah is, is it's a guide to our conduct. It teaches us how to behave. It teaches us how we should conduct ourselves in life, what's right, what's wrong. Even if we have certain tendencies and certain feelings and certain we're wired in a certain way, we know this is wrong. Like if a person is born with a high degree of jealousy and he's born with that, then he knows, you know, I cannot covet other people's possessions. It's one of the Ten Commandments. I know I have to work on that. Why do we know this? Because the Torah tells us. So the Torah is a guide that teaches us how to be human beings and not animals, really. Because that's the difference between an animal and a human being. An animal has no control of his uh, instincts. If he's hungry, he's going to eat. If he's in the jungle and there's nothing else to eat, he's going to eat you if you pass in front of them. But a human being has the ability to control and be a master of his emotions. So for it, it's not yours by inheritance. <clears throat> what it's telling us is that the Torah study requires application and it's precisely because it does not flow automatically from generation to generation as does any other inheritance. So it's not like your father left you his Torah inheritance. It doesn't work like that. Well, maybe he left you the books. But if you don't sit down and you don't learn them, you're not going to acquire the knowledge. It's something that a person cannot give to another person in that way. I remember I once read a book about Rabbi Riskin, and he said when he was a young boy, he went to a kugel place uh, where they made delicious kugels in New York, and it was owned by an Israeli man, and he was a bald guy, no kippah, and the boy asked him, he was a boy, he asked him, I'm sorry, what's the ashgaha here? What's your, your stamp that it's kosher? And he says, I'll show you my stamp. And he took him to his office and he had a big picture of his great-grandfather, who was a very holy rabbi with a big beard and a black hat. He says, that's my ashgaha. And the rabbi Riskin, who was 13 at that time, he answered him, if it was you in the picture and your great-grandfather was the one serving me, then I would take his ashgaha. But, but who are you? How can I trust you? You're not your grandfather. You don't look like him. So this is what the Torah is trying to tell us here, the Mishnah. And then it finishes saying, let all your deeds be for the sake of heaven. This addresses the spiritual relationship and a person can perfect his relationship with God to the point where he does everything for the sake of heaven. So everything you do, not because it gives you pleasure, not because it makes you feel good, not because you're going to be important in someone else's eyes, I'm going to do it because this is what God is expecting of me. If I earned $1,000 this month, then my 10% my, my, my I should give to Sedaka. Not because it's going to make me feel good, it's because that's what it's what I have to do. This is what is expected of me. This is what God wants me to do. So when we do everything in our lives with this mentality, then the, the spiritual relationship is enforced and we're doing for uh, the sake of heaven. We're doing for Hashem. So this is the way we should live. We should take these lessons by Rabbi Yose very, very to heart. 
And little by little, if we incorporate in our lives these ways of thought and we begin acting on them, then we're going to be living in a very righteous way, in a very high way. So I wish you a beautiful week and live a little higher. Thank you.